welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Good Culture, a company making naturally fermented dairy products, including my favorite, their cottage cheese. This is a food I loved as a kid, and I stopped eating it when I realized what was hiding in most brands. But my love was reignited when I found Good Culture. It has 19 grams of protein in every single served cup and is low carb, keto, gluten-free, and gut-friendly. They even have lactose-free varieties. And Good Culture's cottage cheeses are the ultimate protein-packed addition to breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You can mix it into a bowl of oats, spread it on some toast, or even enjoy it on its own as a light snack. And if you've got a bit of a sweet tooth, their low-sugar fruit-on-the-bottom cottage cheese is amazing. It only has 3 grams of sugar and 15 grams of clean protein. Good Culture is a certified B Corporation, and they donate 1% of all profits to support regenerative agriculture. So ditch the yogurt and the really high sugar snacks and head to goodculture.com forward slash wellnessmama to save on your next purchase. They have a coupon there just for our listeners. You can also find their products at Whole Foods, Sprout, Target, Publix, Kroger, and many other stores. Here's another tip. Check out their cultured sour cream varieties while you're there. And again, that website is goodculture.com slash wellnessmama, G-O-O-D-C-U-L-T-U-R-E.com slash wellnessmama. This podcast is sponsored by Haya Health Children's Vitamins. That's H-I-Y-A. Did you know most children's vitamins are basically just candy in disguise? Often they're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, a lot of chemicals, artificial flavors or colors, or gummy junk that kids should never eat often with synthetic forms of vitamins that aren't even that bioavailable for our kids. But Haya is different. They're made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk or fillers or additives, and it tastes great. So it's perfect even for picky eaters. Haya is designed to fill the most common gaps in modern children's diets and to provide full body nourishment for our kids with a taste that we won't have to fight them on. They are manufactured in the USA with globally sourced ingredients that are each selected for optimal bioavailability and absorption and quality verified. Haya arrives straight to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule, and your first month comes with a reusable glass bottle that your kids can personalize with stickers, and then every month comes in a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins, which means Haya isn't just great for your kids, it's also good for the environment and reduces waste. You can learn more at hayahealth.com slash wellnessmama, and the code wellnessmama will save you 50%. So again, that's H-I-Y-A health.com slash wellnessmama. Make sure to use the code wellnessmama to save 50%. Hello, and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end. And this episode is everything you ever wanted or needed to know about mattresses, because it turns out that there's a lot that we don't usually learn or get explained to us. And I am here with Tim Masters, who is a father of five and the owner of My Green Mattress. And we go deep on all things related to mattresses and sleep, including what things like VOCs are, what terms like GOL and GOT certifications mean when it comes to mattresses, what it means for a mattress to be certified organic, how to know if your mattress is healthy or not, and how to check third-party verification all about flammability testing and the chemicals that are often added to mattresses, Um, the truth about what actually builds up in your mattress over time and how to avoid it, including why the average mattress can weigh as much as 17 pounds more as it gets older, and a whole lot more. 
this was a fascinating conversation. Like I said, Tim owns Migraine Mattress, which is uh, one of the organic companies that I recommend. And it's very budget friendly, probably the most budget friendly of the options that we have in our home. Um, and so that's why I asked him specifically to be on here. But what we talk about applies to really any mattress choice you would make. And there's a lot of education and understanding that will help you make an informed choice about this. And I also delve into why I feel like mattress choice is a big deal when it comes to health. So lots of directions. I hope that you will enjoy. Let's jump in. Tim, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, yeah, glad to be here. Well, I know we're going to go deep on essentially everything anyone ever needs to know on mattresses and health today. But before we jump into that, I have a note in my research from you that you are a volunteer for to be a basically a shark at a local high school. So they get to kind of have entrepreneurial experience and get their ideas checked. And I this resonates so deeply with me because we have a thing in our household where our kids have to have a profitable business for a year before they can have a phone or a car. And I think entrepreneurship is an amazing thing to get kids into young and it teaches them so many life lessons in a hands-on way. So I would just love to hear a little bit about your experience in working with these kids. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually really rewarding and I feel pretty honored to be asked to be a shark. Um, and it started when my daughter was taking a business class in high school and she'd asked or she told her teacher, you know, maybe my dad could be a shark. They had a project for to come up with their own businesses. It was a full semester um, project for the kids and um, it started there. And now I continue to be a shark with the high school. And it's really neat to see all these young minds bring to light, like all these great ideas. And it's, um, you know, I don't know, like to help guide them. And sometimes they blow your hair back. You're like, wow, I can't believe that, um, you know, you came up with such a great business plan. It's uh, from start to finish. They have to show profit in their business. They have to show you know, what product or service they're going to provide. And myself and a, a couple other small business or medium-sized business owners um, are sharks. And we give our input uh, at the end of the day and they uh, get graded on their performance and they have to come up and, you know, give a nice presentation, uh, just like Shark Tank. It's great. And that's really cool. I'm hoping we'll see more things like that in a lot of different places as this, I think this new trend is getting, not really a trend, but this is becoming more mainstream known. And like I said, I think you can teach and learn so much through the lens of entrepreneurship. So I love that you're doing that. And that's actually a perfect segue into entrepreneurship in the way that you're doing it, which is through natural and organic mattresses. So I have a lot of pretty detailed questions for you on this, but first I'd love to hear how you got into this world to begin with, because that's a pretty specific world. And I know I'm a big fan of your products. It's, um, yeah, well, thank you. It's, we, I started at a, a local mattress factory just a really nice, well-run, small, like factory direct uh, mattress factory back when I was a teenager. And I loved my job and it's, I love building these mattresses. It, um, it really seemed, it resonated with me because it was like a win-win. Uh, not only are the mattresses and the products made here, like we try to do everything like manufacturing and, you know, we source as many products and components as we can from right here in the States. And um, we get to get the end product to the consumer. So it's from, you know, raw goods all the way through the manufacturing to delivering the mattresses to the people's homes. And um, I don't know, I just always felt it really rewarding. And uh, even the original owner, um, I had so much respect for him. He was so honest and um, everything, he was always scratching his head. What's better? What's better? And it's, it, we 
always strived. How can we improve? How can we make this better? What's a better process? Like we never just sat back and said, that's good enough. So it's, I love the company from day one. And then when I was 24, I'd mentioned to the owner, you know, I love working at this shop, but I'd finished school. And um, I was like, I need to move on. And he said, you know, if you quit, he goes, uh, he goes, I can't run it anymore. He goes, I'm getting too old. He goes, my kids don't have interest in it. It's myself and uh, two other uh, employees working at the time. And he said, why don't you stay with me one more year? And um, I'd like you to buy the, the business, the building, inventory and equipment. So when I was 25, I gave him one more year at my same pay rate. And when I was 25, I uh, purchased a company. And what was neat about it is that there's actually an apartment above our, like our showroom, which was connected to our factory. And I was able to live. Uh, my wife and I were able to live upstairs and run the showroom and the factory. It's kind of an old fashioned like shopkeeper. And it's just kind of a neat, a neat little niche. So that's how I became a mattress maker. That's a cool story. And I know when I started researching mattresses, when I got into the world of health and wanted to find good options for my kids as we had more and more kids, I found that there were so many terms and so much information, things I had never even known to research until I started really getting in the weeds of it. And so I'd love to start broad and maybe kind of define some of these things and understand what they mean and then go deep on health implications and sleep and everything else related to it. So to start off, I know one term that gets used a lot when it comes to looking for a healthy mattress is the term VOC. And I would guess most listeners have at least heard of this in either relation to mattresses or paint, or they at least have a passing understanding of what that word is. But for anyone who doesn't, let's just define what VOCs are and how they relate to mattresses. Sure. VOCs are volatile organic compounds uh, that, that are released into the air from, from whether it be polyurethanes, whether it be from you know, oil-based products. And it's, these are things that we breathe and they kind of linger in the air. And that's like the smell and the odors that you get from newer products, a lot of synthetic products. Uh, VOCs are unfortunately all, all around us, whether they be polyesters or um, common everyday household paint cleaners, like it, it comes from all kinds of stuff. Um, so VOCs are everywhere. And it's, so the VOCs what can you do to reduce it? So you take a good look at, you know, what, what is in your home and what are things that you can control? And it's like, like even the air quality in your home can be up to five times uh, worse than even the outside air quality. And people spend about 90% of their time in their home, whether it's learning, playing, sleeping, you know, just hanging out. And it's how do you make that healthier? And one thing that that is really nice is like if you do get an organic mattress, you spend so much time, a third of your life is on that bed. And it's, we make a mattress with like no VOCs, no off-gassing, uh, extremely healthy. So it's, uh, it's definitely a benefit. Yeah, that was surprising for me to learn like the new car smell that everyone loves is almost completely VOCs. And like you mentioned, these are in a lot of products that we come in contact with in our house on a daily basis. And this is for me, part of the reason I've also delved into the world of personal care, for instance, like many women put so many chemicals on their body in the name of personal care. And that exposure adds up a lot. And like you mentioned, that that surprised me early on when I learned that indoor air can actually be, like you said, much worse than outdoor air. And yet we're spending almost all of our time now indoors. And to even like delve deeper into that, we're spending a third of our time sleeping on our mattresses. And so one thing I've always thought is anything you can do to passively improve your sleeping experience without having to actively do anything is a 
big health improvement because you're going to sleep anyway. So if you can optimize that environment, you're, you're changing a third of your exposure potentially just by making really conscious decisions there. And I know when you start delving into this world and trying to figure out, okay, how then do I choose good products and good, uh, how do I even start in this world? You also run into terms like GOTS and GOLS. And so I'd love for you to explain kind of the hierarchy of different mattress certifications and what they actually mean. Absolutely. It's, um, it, it's like you mentioned, it's a rabbit hole once you start to look at uh, mattresses and what, what do all these terms mean? So what's the benefit for, the, uh, for you, the consumer? When we have our certifications, like whether it be GOLS, which is Global Organic Latex Standards, or GOTS, uh, GOTS, it's Global Organic Textile Standards. Um, what this means is that all the materials that are used, whether it be the cotton, the wool, which would be GOTS for textiles or GOLS for the latex. And what that means is that the farms that all these materials are harvested from, that they're grown on, they don't have any like growth hormones, growth hormones or the trees or the sheep or pesticides. Um, so it's those components are extremely important. But what's I think a little bit more important too is what's the percentage of those components? Like I see a lot of, um, I don't know how else to say it, but like greenwashing with, whether it be with mattresses, clothing, there may be a certain percentage of the organic materials, but it's it's important to know like that it's fully organic or as, or as organic as it can be. So for instance, like our latex, global organic latex standards, like. Once at your goal certified, that farm that the rubber trees are grown on, it's certified by a third party that there are, you know, that the crop is, you know, fully organic. There's no growth hormones, um, that they're not adding any chemicals that are not needed uh, to those to those crops for sure. What sets us apart, I think, a little bit with my green mattress is that it's we are actually a certified organic mattress factory. And what that means is that we are third party inspected. We get audited annually. Uh, they come in, they inspect our, our components, they inspect our inventory. They look at everything that we do. And they, they look at our sales sheets, they look at our purchase orders, um, and they make sure that what we say is what's in the product and um, everything has to match up. Um, and the beautiful part of being like a certified organic factory is that it's, we don't just claim to be organic. Like it's, it's fact checked, you know, it's like the real deal. It's full transparency. We have our, um, we're inspected by a company called um, Control Union and Control Union is recognized by uh, the USDA. They're recognized by, it's like the highest standard you can get. So even go deeper. Uh, so Control Union, um, they have certain processes, like even how you clean your equipment, how you store your equipment or store your inventory. Um, and when those materials come in, whether it be the organic cotton fabric that we use, the organic wool that we're using, or the organic latex, that all comes with the certification number. And they come with lot numbers. So each package is specifically marked, and we track from each component, all the, all the information on there is actually ends up on your law label uh, when you get the mattress, whether it be the Emily Crib mattress, the Natural Escape mattress, our All Latex Hope mattress. Um, on the law labels, it is all spelled out um, and it is coded to trace back to each component 
The day it was ordered, the shipment it came on, the farm that it certified that it was certified with, their certification number, and then our certification certificates, um, all tie back to the uh, to the information that is on each and every one of our law labels, which is really cool. And you mentioned a lot of greenwashing, and I know I've talked about this happening in a lot of different areas of health. Certainly, we see it in food, we see it in all kinds of natural products, and I know it's happening in the mattress industry as well. And you see terms like natural mattress or clean mattress or, and you mentioned organic being an actually defined term. Um, but how, if someone's wanting to kind of cut through the greenwashing, what should they be researching when they're looking for an organic mattress? And how can they know for sure that it's met those stringent quality that you just talked about? Third-party certifications are the best. Like if you are a, like control union is, they're the biggest and the best. And I think that all top tier mattress companies um, for the organic market will have the uh, control union certification number. And you can find that in everybody's website. Like we have, we are third-party certified through Control Union. We have a certain CU number, CU just abbreviated for Control Union. Um, That is our number that you can trace back to see when our certification was given, uh, what we're certified on. Um, So every component um, is inspected and it's, but the third-party certifications from Control Union are, are the best that you can get. So so some of the materials, like some companies will have, we use organic cotton, we use organic latex, um, but it is not their certification. Like it would be certified and then they purchase it and it may or may not be in the end product that you receive as a consumer. Just because it says goals or just because it says GOTS, where are those certifications issued? And it's, it's important to know that the certifications are issued to the manufacturer who is making your product. I think that is the, that's key. Um, so then there, there is no greenwashing. Once that, that certification is issued to that company, um, they have to abide by those standards or they lose their certification immediately. Got it. Okay. And I know another thing that is a potential thing to understand that I don't think is talked about as much when it comes to mattresses is the flammability aspect and what's required for it to be flame retardant to a certain level. And I know, at least from my research a long time ago, this is actually an area where you sometimes see a lot of stuff you would not want to be near your skin added to mattresses because they have to meet certain criteria for not being flammable. And I'm sure you can explain this a lot better than I can, but kind of walk us through maybe what those requirements are when it comes to the flame retardant ratings or, or however that's measured and how you can know if you're getting a natural option related to that. Sure. It's um, fire testing or fire standards um, for mattresses, flammability testing changed in 2007. And the government had asked that all mattress and furniture companies meet this new flammability requirement, where the standard for the flammability used to be, you would have 39 lit cigarettes and they were issued by the government. You would put 39 lit cigarettes in certain spots on the mattress and you would bring the mattress to like a, where they uh, do the testing. Um, and what they would do is they put 39 cigarettes on the, on the mattress and it couldn't ignite. And then in 2007, you also had to put the 39 lit cigarettes on the bed. But in addition, they did an open flammability testing. And what that means is basically a torch on the surface of the bed and a torch on the sidewall of the bed. They would keep that torch blowing on the bed for 30 seconds, pull the torches away, and the mattress had to pretty much smolder or 
put itself out and what that um, they would test for heat release on the mattresses. So it was really hard to test without these newer chemicals um, and the chemicals that they would put in like from fiberglass socks to boric acid to, you know, the different fibers that would go directly under the fabric uh, to kind of smolder the flames. And it's like, okay, this can't be good for anybody. So we looked a little bit deeper and we're like, okay, there has to be another way around this. Like, I don't want to be, and me personally, I don't want to be making these mattresses for eight hours, eight hours a day in the chemicals and then go home and sleep on this for eight hours a day. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to make it to 50. So what we did is a lot of work on how do we pass this with uh, organic or natural fibers and wool is beautiful. Wool is a natural fire uh, barrier. Even years ago, firemen's coats were made out of wool and it's wool is so awesome to use in a mattress and even for clothing or socks or anything, wool is a hollow fiber. Um, it distributes heat so well. It wicks away perspiration. It's it's the most temperature regulating fiber known. And it's like, it's awesome to use in a mattress. So we started to use wool directly under our fabric in our uh, natural and organic mattresses. And like I, w- I went to enough burns, like for the underwriter laboratories is what I was trying to think of. Uh, the UL labs. So I went to enough burn tests to where I started experimenting behind my shop. Like I would make a mini mattress or I'd get some samples and I would simulate the test with some torches in the back of our shop. I'd pull the torches away and I'd see how it would burn. And I'm like, I kept failing. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And this is like the year 2006 into 2007. And um, I changed my sewing style. I changed the gram weight of wool that we would put in. And I passed and I'm like, you know, this is working. So uh, we tested our, our worst case scenario, which they would consider, um, you know, like what would have the, the easiest burn rate or what would ignite the most. So we would take those mattresses in, I'd wrap them in wool. I did my new sewing style. We did the new grain weights of wool. And I felt so proud and so happy that I was able to pass this new flammability testing from the underwriter laboratories and um, did it with all natural products. And I'm like, I got it. So then we're like, game on. Now we can produce a full-on product line uh, with no fire retardant chemicals in it. And then we evolve from there. Yeah. I feel like this is an area that isn't as well known. Like I said, that mattresses have to pass this test that often that can mean they're using chemicals, but that there are natural options, which is what I was so excited to see in you and what you guys do. And I know that there are other companies that use wool as well. I also know one thing I want to make sure we touch on is that organic mattresses do cost more than certain types of other mattresses, which to me, they're well worth the investment. And I feel like you guys are much more budget friendly than some of the other brands that I've tried and still have the same quality. But I know this is a big investment for people and I don't want to brush over that because I think, like I said in the beginning, I think this is something you're sleeping on for a third of your life. It's worth the investment. But also if you're going to invest in it and view it as an investment, it's something that you want to take care of. And I know when it comes to longevity of mattresses, there's a lot of factors that come into play here. You can maybe either dispel or confirm this for me, but 
I've read that over time, a lot of stuff can actually build up in mattresses that you can get like sweat and dust and dead skin and all kinds of things in mattresses. And that can actually affect the quality and the longevity of the mattress. Um, so maybe with that as a springboard starting place, let's delve into, is that true for one? And two, how do you protect the longevity of your mattress if you're going to invest in an organic one that might cost more? Great question. And it's years ago. So I was a delivery kit with this company and I would carry out everybody's old mattress and, you know, we carry in the new one. And I was like, why are these old mattresses so much heavier? And, you know, 25 years ago, it's mattresses are all made fairly similar for a lot of years. And um, I asked the original owner, one day we were cutting covers and I go, you know, why are the old mattresses so much heavier? And he goes, they're no heavier. And I didn't argue the point or bring it up anymore, but I'm like, no, they're a lot heavier, like carrying them out. But looking into it a little bit deeper, the average queen size mattress after 10 years weighs 17 pounds more than it, did, than it did when it was new from skin cells. Everybody perspires in it, about a liter of, of sweat each night. And that all the skin cells, all the oils, they go directly into your mattress. And that's what I was carrying out. So one way to protect your mattress is actually like a mattress protector, uh, which are really nice because... One thing I noticed as well is when I would see customers like locally, like see them at the grocery store, or, you know, out and about, um, people would say, love my new mattress. I'm feeling great. And I kept hearing, I'm feeling better. And I'm like, it's because they're breathing better. Like you don't have all those dust mites. You don't have all the skin cells. You don't have, um, you know, everything that kind of builds up into that mattress for so long. And when it's new, you get a fresh start. But the mattress protectors... Our machine, we offer an organic mattress protector, which I love. It's um, machine washable and it's so, it's so it'll collect your skin cells. It, you know, you could sweat on it, but it, it's machine washable, like you say, and you can put it right back on and get a fresh start, you know, every other week, once a month, whatever, you know, your cycle is for washing your protector. Um, but mattress protectors are key to like a healthy bed and it's um, to really reduce the uh, the amount of the dust mites and skin cells and everything else that goes into your bed. And to go in a little bit on our mattress protector, it is a certified organic mattress protector that we use. It is certified organic cotton. It's, it is two layers of heavy layers of organic cotton. And right in between is a very thin, almost you can't detect it with the eye. It's like a film and it's a food grade polyethylene uh, layer that goes through. And what's important about it being food grade is that it being a food grade like barrier, it won't leach. Like it, like food is very particular, like the USDA, like you can't wrap, you know, certain vegetables or certain, you know, meat products in, in, in just any plastic because it will leach into that product. Uh, so our barriers, our organic uh, mattress protectors use that same barrier to keep everything out of your bed and it actually is waterproof, but it doesn't feel crinkly, doesn't sleep hot. They're really nice. And another thing that uh, I think is important to understand when it comes to mattresses, and there's kind of maybe several points related to this, but there are different types of mattresses. Some have springs and some don't. So I'd love to hear kind of a pros and cons of springs versus no springs. And I know that there's at least a subset of the community that prefers to avoid springs because of the potential that the metal in there can potentially basically amplify EMFs, at least from my research. Um, and I know you guys have options for both of these, but can you maybe give us the 
overarching pros and cons of springs versus no springs and then what to look for in each of those? Sure. I am a little bit partial to the springs. And the reason that I, that me personally, I like a spring mattress. Our spring system that we use, like in our upper end beds, has a five zone spring system. Uh, mattresses always wear in the hip area. You sit up from the middle, you twist from your hips. Uh, the center section, I don't want it to dip. And in our lumbar support area or through the center third of the bed, it's 5% firmer and it's a little softer in the shoulder area, which I want to get that pressure off your rotators when you're sleeping, especially, well, obviously for side sleepers. You don't want too much pressure in your body. I always want to hold you nice and straight. I never want you to dip in the bed, but I want to get that pressure off your joints. And that's very important not to put too much pressure on, your, on yourself. Where the all latex mattresses that we offer, like our Hope latex mattress, is beautiful. It's very supportive, very pressure relieving in your hips and shoulders, uh, but there is no lumbar support area in that bed. If you have a lot of lower back aches, that's generally when your hips are dropping and your spine is curving down, whether you're laying on your back or your side. Um, so you may wanna consider a hybrid mattress with a, with a spring system. If you don't have like chronic back aches or anything like that, the latex bed is a great option. And I, I actually, I love latex mattresses, but I'm just a little bit more in favor of the hybrids. Uh, but the all latex beds are beautiful for durability, but latex is um, so nice. It's extremely durable in the 1930s, almost all of Europe were latex mattresses. And even in the 1950s, tens of thousands of mattresses were sold uh, through Sears and the bed just lasted for decades. And um, so latex is, is a great option. Um, but the only thing, if you do have a lot of lower back aches, um, you may want to consider a hybrid with lumbar support. Um, otherwise, the latex bed, the all latex bed is a great option. Do certain ones of those sleep hotter or cooler than the others? Because I know temperature is a big thing when it comes to sleep as well. And I'm a big fan of actually things like chili pads personally, because I sleep better when I'm cool, but I know the type of mattress can seem to make a difference in how warm you are when you sleep. So both mattresses, uh, latex is awesome. Latex is an open cell product and it's also has, um, like when they pour the mold of the, of the latex to shape it, um, when it's liquid form into the, um, latex padding layer, there's like holes in the latex purposely put in there about the size of a number two pencil. And they're spaced about two and a half, three inches apart uh, throughout the latex. So that being an open cell product and also with the airflow is awesome. So like it doesn't sleep hot. And then I think I mentioned earlier, like the wool, the organic cotton cover with the organic wool is beautiful for temperature regulating. Like it's um, even in our local store when women are, you know, they have hot flashes or men have hot flashes. Like they love our natural and organic products because it's so breathable. It's uh, extremely durable and it's, but they don't sleep hot. But I'd also like to circle back about the coils. Like we had talked about, like briefly touched on EMFs. I don't know all there is to know about EMFs, uh, but what I do know is that an all latex bed in EMF is electromagnetic field. And what happens with like a traditional spring system in a mattress, all the coils are laced or tied together. And that spring system acts like a big conductor. 
because all the metal is connected and touching. So you have a almost like a large antenna. Um, so, you know, the Wi-Fi in everybody's homes, the, you know, the electronics in kitchens, the microwaves, the Bluetooth, uh, you know, everything that's in everybody's home now, the traditional spring systems can pick up a lot of that, you know, radioactivity and, you know, just, it, it'll, it just acts like an antenna. But with the hybrid mattresses that we built, they're all individually wrapped coils, so they never touch each other. They're actually in individual sleeves so that the EMF level is diminished almost, I don't want to say almost to nothing, but it's so minimal compared to a traditional spring system. Um, and then the, the route, obviously, with, um, with no EMFs would be the uh, organic latex uh, mattresses and all latex mattress. And one thing I've done in our house, too, is just that with the idea of anything you can do to improve sleep and reduce exposure to things while you're sleeping has ripples in the rest of your life. Same thing comes with, we live in a technological world. In my house, there's Wi-Fi on during the day because we're all using it to work and for school. I'm not willing to not have Wi-Fi. However, nobody's using the internet while we're sleeping. So an easy tip I give people is just put a digital timer on your Wi-Fi and take it down at night or maybe take it down at dinner time. So you're actually spending family time in the evening and that way you're just not being exposed when you're sleeping and you don't need it anyway. And if you're worried about the EMF potential, then you're removing one of those potential ex exposure sources. So it's not being amplified, even if you have coils. This podcast is sponsored by Good Culture, a company making naturally fermented dairy products, including my favorite, their cottage cheese. This is a food I loved as a kid and I stopped eating it when I realized what was hiding in most brands. But my love was reignited when I found Good Culture. It has 19 grams of protein in every single serve cup and is low carb, keto, gluten-free, and gut-friendly. They even have lactose-free varieties. And Good Culture's cottage cheeses are the ultimate protein-packed addition to breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You can mix it into a bowl of oats, spread it on some toast, or even enjoy it on its own as a light snack. And if you've got a bit of a sweet tooth, their low sugar fruit on the bottom cottage cheese is amazing. It only has three grams of sugar and 15 grams of clean protein. Good Culture is a certified B Corporation and they donate 1% of all profits to support regenerative agriculture. So ditch the yogurt and the really high sugar snacks and head to goodculture.com forward slash wellness mama to save on your next purchase. They have a coupon there just for our listeners. You can also find their products at Whole Foods, Sprout, Target, Publix, Kroger, and many other stores. Here's another tip. Check out their cultured sour cream varieties while you're there. And again, that website is goodculture.com slash wellness mama. G-O-O-D-C-U-L-T-U-R-E.com slash wellness mama. This podcast is sponsored by Haya Health Children's Vitamins. That's H-I-Y-A. Did you know most children's vitamins are basically just candy in disguise? Often they're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, a lot of chemicals, artificial flavors or colors, or gummy junk that kids should never eat. Often with synthetic forms of vitamins that aren't even that bioavailable for our kids. But Haya is different. They're made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk or fillers or additives, and it tastes great. So it's perfect even for picky eaters. Haya is designed to fill the most common gaps in modern children's diets and to provide full body nourishment for our kids with a taste that we won't have to fight them on. They are manufactured in the USA with globally sourced ingredients that are each selected for optimal bioavailability and absorption and quality verified. Haya arrives straight to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule and your first month comes with a reusable glass bottle. 
that your kids can personalize with stickers. And then every month comes in a no plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins, which means Haya isn't just great for your kids, it's also good for the environment and reduces waste. You can learn more at hayahealth.com slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama will save you 50%. So again, that's H-I-Y-A health.com slash wellnessmama. Make sure to use the code wellnessmama to save 50%. I'd love to also talk a little bit more about wear and tear and knowing how long we can actually expect a mattress to reasonably last and what other things we can do to help extend the life of a mattress, whether that be, I know I've heard we're supposed to like rotate them or flip them at different times. If we need to clean them, what else do we, what can we do to extend the life of a mattress? It, yeah. Thank you for the question. It's um, you can expect uh, a well-built mattress to last minimum 10 years. Like I honestly, I shoot for like 14 years, 14, 16 um, on durability and all the products that we build. Latex mattresses, the pruner said those latex is extremely durable, but there is some maintenance that you have to do um, in every bed in your home that's slept on for like two months, like whether it be a guest room bed, but after two months of use um, or for like, you know, couples or singles or whoever's in the bed, rotate that mattress from head to foot. It really helps with wear patterns. And it's, it's also, you know, pretty healthy to keep rotating it. But even our coiled mattress, the hybrid mattresses, um, the longevity with our button tufting, the organic latex, the organic wool, you'll get more than a decade out of any product that we build. It's uh, they're really well-built uh, mattresses. Um, one thing you can do, if it's possible, is to every now and then get your mattress in direct sunlight. Sunlight is awesome. It neutralizes odors. It eliminates dust mites. It's just really healthy if you can get any direct sunlight on your mattress. As far as cleaning them, a light vacuuming, um, maybe once a year, is not a bad idea too. But I think one of the things for longevity is rotating. So I've been making mattresses long enough to see where mattresses used to be all two-sided. You used to be able to flip them, you flip them and also rotate from head to foot. Um, and I used to think that the two-sided mattresses were so much more durable. Uh, than a one-sided mattress, but I really have this figured out. Like it's, I'm a nuts and bolts guy about these beds and it, I'm always thinking, what's better, what's better? And the way we're building our one-sided mattresses, I actually see I'm getting more useful life out of that product. We have uh, our one-sided beds now um, have been out about 18 years and I'm just now seeing some customers come back. We're ready for another one uh, of a one-sided bed where the two-sided beds were, you know, actually a little bit more frequently purchased than the one-sided ones. So, but rotating is very important. Vacuum every now and then. If you could ever get your mattress in direct sunlight, super healthy. Use a mattress protector. It's, um, and yeah, mattress protectors are great. It's, uh, you don't need the ones that zip on that fully encase the bed, uh, the ones that fit like a fitted sheet that protect the whole sleeping surface are really nice. Um, you can do a zip on one, you know, if there's, you know, some people like for seniors or if they're, you know, have any trouble with uh, getting to the bathroom or anything like that. Um, but the mattress protectors, like I say, really help with the longevity of your bed too. And they keep it clean, keep it fresh. And it's also, I know growing up, it was always, we went to a mattress store and laid on all the mattresses and then 
you picked it up or they delivered it from the store. And now we can order all these things online. And I feel like people are used to ordering everything online. But it seems like some people are a little hesitant to order a mattress online because you can't obviously try it first if you're just ordering from a website. So I'd love to just talk about that. Like, how do you, are there ratings for comfort? How do people know what kind of mattress that is going to work for them when they're ordering online and any tips around that? It, okay, so that is a great question. And even myself as a mattress maker, I'd be a little bit nervous to order online. What you want to look for is be honest with yourself. Like if you're a stomach or back sleeper or side sleeper, you're going to want to get a bed that fits your shape well. And your age plays a big role in this as well. Like if you look at like when people walk into the showroom, I know what bed is for them. Like within three feet of them walking into the showroom, I'm like, I, you know, this is a bed that's going to fit that person the best. But I look at their width of their shoulders. I look at their hips. I look at their weight. And I also look at their age. So when you're looking online at a mattress, um, if you are a side sleeper and you have very broad shoulders, you want to get something actually a little bit plusher to get that pressure off your rotator. Or if you are a little bit hippy, um, you want to get a mattress to take that pressure off. And if you have a smaller waist, it's actually a hard body tape to fit. You want to get a mattress that's plush enough on the surface to get the pressure off your hip joint and fill in nice by your belt line. But I don't want to see these people sag in the mattresses too. So it's a little bit of a fine line of getting a bed that's going to get on great support, but not hold a person's hips high or hips low or shoulders high or low. Like be careful of your joints if you're a side sleeper. Back and stomach sleepers can go, they can go firmer. Back sleepers, I just don't want their midsection to drop. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the hybrid beds with built-in lumbar support. Um, it'll keep that midsection from dropping. Usually when we see customers, it's that their lower back is bothering them. Um, and what that tells me is that their hips have dropped, uh, that the mattress is getting softer through the center uh, and just not getting enough support there. If you're older, I worry about people... 50 years or older, a lot of um, older people were marketed to their whole life. You need a firm mattress, firm mattress. No, and especially as you get older, circulation's not the same. Your joints have got some miles on them now. So you wanna get make sure you get that pressure off your rotator, make sure you get that pressure off your hip joint. Just be good and supported, but you don't wanna to go too firm, especially if you're a senior um, or have any joint pain. Um, go a little bit more on the plusher side. So that's what I know about that. I also know when I've ordered from you guys, I was at first expecting like a huge mattress sized box to show up and, and what showed up was much, much smaller. So explain that too, because I think this is a cool thing that we can do now. And they come in so much more compact packaging than I expected to the point that when I unpacked it all, it was kind of amazing to watch what happened. Well, it is kind of amazing, even me, like, because I, I, I see them like being compressed and rolled, but when they pop out, I was like, wow, look at that. It's, um, we have at our factory, like we've grown from such a small little shop to being like, we're world-class, like everything that we do, like every piece of equipment that we have, there's none better. And I'm always looking, who's the best? Who's the best? Who's got something nicer? What can we do better? We have a roll pack machine that's actually made in Wisconsin, and I love this company. And our roll pack machine, so we take our finished sewn mattress, everything's button tufted, everything's put together. 
uh, goes on a conveyor belt. We check the sizing. We check for um, law label. We, we do our, our inspections. And then it goes into this roll pack machine. And a tamp, like a tamper plate, comes down. And it can go up to 20 tons of pressure. So it'll take like this 11-inch thick mattress, squish it down to one inches, and it vacuum, vacuum seals it. It rolls out or comes out, and then it gets rolled and put into a box. And it stays vacuum packed. Um, until it gets to your home. And it's it's a really neat process. Like, I'll tell you, in the beginning, when we first started to uh, roll pack in our mattresses, I destroyed a lot of beds. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And it we've only gotten better. Like the stuff that we build to be roll packed is so durable. And especially with the latex and the coils and uh, everything we use has got the best durability for coming back and not having any issues once it gets roll packed. Um, but the mattress does get pushed down, vacuum sealed, rolled up, put into a box that's manageable up to 150 pounds. So like some of these California King mattresses we build, we tip, in, tip the scales at about 147 pounds, but they do have nice grab handles on the box. Uh, it's delivered uh, FedEx ground um, and brought right to your door. Um, you could bring it to your room. You can lay it out right on your platform bed base, right on top of your box spring. Uh, whatever sleep base that you even adjustable bed bases our mattresses work on, you can lay that mattress on there, open the packaging. The mattress comes up to its standard height immediately. And then it's, um, you can sleep on it the same day. You can go, uh, there's, you don't have to let it off gas. You don't need to let it air out. Yeah. So the same night you can just sleep right on them. Awesome. I feel like we've covered so much ground in a short amount of time today. And as we get Close to the end of time, there's a few more questions I would love to ask. Um, the first being, I know we've touched on a lot of things, but are there any other additional areas that people don't know or understand when it comes to mattresses and sleep? Ooh, I would say some things that people should know when it comes to sleep is their personal shape. It's very important to, to look at yourself in the mirror. And if you're real curvy, get a little bit plusher mattress. If you're real thin and linear, you can go with a firmer mattress. Um, mattresses now, it drives me crazy. Like sometimes people buy by price point. Like we'll have customers that come in and not too far from our store. It's a pretty affluent area. And customers will say, why would you recommend this bed? It's not your most expensive. I want your best. And no, the most expensive sometimes isn't the best for you or for your body type. And I think that that's shocking to people sometimes when they you have to look at your body type and say, okay, this, I'm pretty linear. So this is going to work. You know, a firmer bed's going to work better for me. That was a great answer. And secondly, another question I love to ask is if there's a book or a number of books that have had a profound impact on your life and if so, what they are and why. There's a book that I really like and it's um, Jack Walsh. She used to be the CEO of General Electric. It was called the Jack Walsh way. I liked his leadership style. And there's also a book, a recent book, Leaders Eat Last. And it's um, it's kind of the way that I've always like been about my company. Like I've, I've never done what I do for our mattresses. I've never done it for profit to show, to show big gains or anything like that. I do it to help people. Like I, I'm building a product that's the best it can be. Like I, in, and in the book, um, Leaders Eat Last, it's like even in the military, like the greatest leaders, like 
all their all their guys that are in the fields in the trenches they you eat first you get taken care of i'll go last i want you to be the best you know i need to say you guys i i want it to be the best for you and it's um i don't know like even a lot of our employees have been with me forever there's one girl who started with me when she was 17 and she's now close to 40 and she has an accounting degree and she does our she runs our sewing department and I love this woman. She's so good and just so happy to be there. But I'm so grateful to have her. Even our production manager started as a teenager. He's uh, in his early 30s now. He's fantastic. But it's, I treat him as, as best as I can. And even our customers, like, what do they need? What's going to make life better? So the books that I like are leadership styles that put, the, that put people first leadership styles that aren't focused on profit, but focused on like an environment and a culture. I don't know. It's, I just like to, uh, life is so short and it's, we're only here for a little while. We're all here to help each other. And it's, um, why not make it as good as we can? Those are great recommendations. I'll make sure those are linked in the show notes at wellnessmama.fm. Of course, also we'll link to all the different mattresses so people can see those. And lastly, is there any parting advice that you would love to leave with everyone listening today? Sleep. It's, it's really important. Will a mattress cure any sleeping problem? No. But I think that getting a healthy mattress in your home um, even if it's an organic mattress protector, it's a step in the right direction. Um, and you can slowly, you know, build those products in your home that would be um, chemical free and no VOCs, no off gassing. Uh, it's really important. And our skin is actually our biggest organ. And when you're sleeping on a mattress, like you perspire at night, but you soak up so much of that, of what you're sleeping on. So you know, it's mattresses are a huge investment and it's, you know, it takes a long time to save up for them. And um, definitely when you can, if you can look at those mattresses, look at the products in your home that have third party certifications on them. I think that's really important. Mattresses can always, if you get too firm of a mattress there are always options for like latex toppers to help cushion like hips and shoulders or there are things you could put on to, to make it softer if you do end up with a mattress that's too soft, it's a little tough because there's nothing you can really add to make it firmer. So leaning a little bit more towards the firmer end of the mattress, not a bad thing to do. It's, um, yeah, like I say, you can always add uh, latex toppers, mattress pads uh, that have a little bit of padding in them. And you could tune that mattress in your body type. And a lot of times those, those additions to the mattress, it's, uh, it just feels beautiful. It really gets that pressure off your hips and shoulders and uh, you wake up feeling a lot better in the morning. So that's all I got to say about that. Awesome. Well, this has been an enlightening look into all things mattresses and I've been making notes in the show notes. Those are all for you guys listening at wellnessmama.fm if you want to springboard into more research on any of the things we've talked about. But Tim, thank you for sharing your story today, for all of the education you've given us and for the work you're doing. We have my green mattresses in my house and we love them and I'm deeply appreciative. Oh, thank you. We appreciate you. And thanks as always to all of you guys for listening, for sharing your most valuable resources, your time, your energy, and your attention with us today. We're both so grateful that you did. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? 
Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time and thanks as always for listening.